On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, we're going to talk season four, episode 15, Death Takes a Holiday. And time to throw away your Peloton. The newest workout craze is here, Demon Solo Flex. And please consult your doctor if you experience any of the following symptoms of astral injection. Sleeping really heavy, high blood pressure, accelerated heart rate, a negative premonition before you go to sleep. If you feel fear, bewilderment, or angry, if you wake up sweaty, wake up exhausted, or wake up with a higher temperature, please consult your doctor. Let's do this. podcast this week we're going to talk season four episode 15 death takes a holiday but first i'm diana i'm liz i think every week diana is just changing her introduction to something new and this time it was very doo, 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 doo. i am diana i was feeling inspired by classical radio classical music radio okay here we go that's what I got. Sorry. I don't know, I, the, the classical radio station that I listened to, and I listened to it like this morning. Um, hmm. No, their voices aren't like that, but hmm. who knows? Anyways, what are you up to? I am uh, um, sitting through a rainstorm and uh, no, I'm not, nothing too exciting in my world right now. Just counting down to, uh, I think we're all ready for a little holiday weekend. Speaking of death takes a holiday. What? Um <laughs> There we go. Um, but no, I'm, yeah, we're just excited. For, I'm, I'm ready for summertime and uh, I don't, I don't have any major updates in my world tonight. I'm drinking a lovely cherry vanilla Coke zero uh, because nothing sounded good. So yeah, I'm party mode over here. Hey, those are really hard to find. So, I know. And they I mean, had a 12 pack. I was very excited. <laughs> like, I was like, you found it. Yeah. I would be celebrating and drinking that. That's, that's a pretty impressive find. Yeah, the cherry vanilla. It's the best one too, honestly. Like cherry's fine, vanilla's fine, but the cherry vanilla Coke Zero on point. So there we go. Yeah. So send so Coca Cola send us some. Yeah, for shizzle. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? What's going on? Um, I'm drinking. I guess what's kind of like an amaretto sour because I was looking through the liquor and I was like, "What do I want?" And I was like, "Ooh, amaretto." I'm like, "Oh, an amaretto sour. That would be good." And then I looked to see what an amaretto sour was, and then I saw that you have to make a simple syrup, which you know, you're like you're supposed to dissolve, you know, the sugar yeah. and then like mix in the lemon and the lime. And I was like, "Well, fuck, I have simple syrup." So I just mixed lemon and lime with the simple syrup, which I think yeah. is the exact same thing. Yeah. And then mix that with amaretto and Sprite. And so I I feel like this is something like a sorority girl who was like 19 would drink the shit out of. Like it's so yeah. this is this is like a Shirley Temple and it's delicious and probably has like no alcohol content whatsoever. And that's fine. <laughs> Man, that made me miss. Like I haven't had like, like a, a, a years ago, um, I worked, worked at cigar shops and we would have like, like a whiskey sour day. And like, we would like make pictures of whiskey sours with maker's mark. I don't even know like whose idea that, that was. And just sit around and drinks, like drink those and smoke cigars and watch sports. It was a terrible job. I like Kidding. part of that. Well, you know, yeah. But um, so, oh, cool. what else? Yeah, Anything else in um, your world? Yeah. So today is my Monday because we had a day off yesterday, a day for me. Um, and I chose to spend that day for me going to a private trapeze lesson, uh, which will, which is really great because this is a Thunderbird episode. Yes. Um, 
and I've, I found a really great picture of her doing the same apparatus that I not, you know, that I chose to spend my day off um, on paying somebody to, to help me learn. And I learned, like, I was really excited because I got a, I got a new entrance into it. But so for those of you who have not seen an aerial trapeze, it looks like kind of like the flying trapezes that you see, but it's got basically two ropes and a bar that hangs in it. So basically you're doing things in and around that bar, like, jumping on it on your stomach and then flipping mm-hmm. over it or, you know, hanging on it from your knees or jumping down to you, like all sorts of things that a giant metal rod is basically beating you over and over again. And you also have two ropes that, you know, are tearing up your hands and fun. yeah. And this is what I you do for fun. I did it for fun. <laughs> and it actually is a it I'm is sure a lot it is. of fun. I'm sick. I'm sure it but is. at the same time, I'm like driving home, like, ow. And today, like anytime I bend over, because I have like a massive bruise all the way across the stomach. That looks that's like what I was gonna ask. I was like, I was like, does this is it look like somebody took like beat you across the stomach repeatedly in the same spot with a metal pole? Probably. Yep. It looks like somebody was trying to bypass Texas's abortion laws. Yeah, that's mm. pretty much what it looks like. Oh, Diana's like, damn it. She said it. I I set her up for that joke and I knew she was going to go there. God, yeah, you, you brought that on yourself. You did. Um, anyway, so uh, then so basically that was yesterday and this I didn't do shit this weekend. I was so peopled out after coming back from a festival and then jumping right into so much work content. I had like three podcasts and like a webinar. And it's like, I don't want to talk to people anymore. I don't want to say anything. I want to stare at my cat. If you didn't know, Liz is like semi like podcast famous. She's like guesting on all these other podcasts in her industry. And it's super cool. There you go. It's weird. Uh, But anyway, so I didn't do anything all weekend except that. And then so today was basically my Monday, which I, I learned quickly when I sprayed myself in the face with ant spray um, because I was trying to fix the cat's mm-hmm. problem. Like it was, I was just like, fuck, fuck. But at least like happy, I have very happy, large Happy glasses. your Monday. Yep. Yeah. The glasses and helps. so like the living room, like in the kitchen still smells like ant spray, but I don't know if it, I'm just like having like nightmare <laughs> flashbacks every time I walk in there. I'm like, ant it's, spray. Just, it's just in your sinuses now because you sprayed yourself in the face. That's all yeah, smell. like it's just like attached to me. And it's just like, I'm just going to smell. And it's that Zevo shit that's supposed to, at least like it's non-toxic. So I don't. Yeah. And I, you, like you, I didn't, said, you didn't have to make on. a poison. You didn't have to make a poison control call. That's what we know. Right. Yeah, so at least there's that. Yay. Uh, so some news in Supernatural land, uh, mm-hmm. or just, I guess, Supernatural family land. Uh, so uh, it's Big big Sky. Uh, it's come out that Jensen's going to be a regular in the third season of the ABC drama Big Sky. Have you watched he that? Going, I don't know what the premise is. I even. Have. You have. It sounds like it's something about Montana. That's uh, my guess. ABC drama. Uh-huh. And okay. so, okay, wait, wait, wait. There's This is from the Supernatural wiki page, guys. So uh, Big Sky is based on the Highway series of books by CJ Box and created for TV by David E. Kelly. And so that's, you know, Chicago Hope, Alan McBeals, that dude, whatever. Uh, it follows an ex-cop struggling to stay sober uh, who sometimes works for a private detective agency. Uh, hmm. I don't know. There's so the second season had something about a cartel. Anyways, he's gonna play some guy named Bo Arlen, who is described as a confident and charming good old boy from Texas, who will act as the temporary sheriff while Sheriff Tub recuperates from being shot. Yes, I went very Texas for that because wow. you cannot say Sheriff Tub without. No, no, you, you I don't give a shit to. if it's, it's like in Montana. Rules. Yeah, rules. Uh, rules so- are rules. So that should be interesting. And then yeah. uh, Misha also has, he's been cast as Harvey Dent slash Two-Face in the pilot for the TV show Gotham Knights on the CW. Mm. And that's currently filming. It was picked up and it will probably premiere mid-season uh, in 2023. Um, I thought you would find this news interesting that one of the cars from that show, a black 1979 Cadillac Fleetwood uh, with fake Gotham mm. City plates was stolen. Just crime to a Cadillac. What? And I thought you would like to, to know. 
Don't somebody. look in my garage. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Teasing. Wish. Is, is um, there no. anything that you would like to tell me? Have you been to Toronto lately? <laughs> no, I've actually never been to Canada and I'm okay with that for now. Anyways, um, <laughs> but <laughs> that's what I've got. Uh, but no, that car sounds Canada, fucking rad. Canada. I just want to yeah. see it anyways. Uh, but yeah, I have to look at that. Um, and then of course, I think we shared the the trailer over the weekend on our stories, but the other big news in the supernatural world is that the um, trailer is officially out uh, from CW on the Winchesters. And I think it looks okay. I thought there were pros and there were things as somebody that, so <laughs> Being only a little ways into the series itself, I feel like I'm going to get a lot more about their background than we have so far. Not probably a ton, but a little bit. Like we've gotten some good little tidbits so far. I just, um, it's just hard to get like to wrap my head around at this point, I guess, because I feel like I'm missing pieces. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're missing 10 seasons that yeah. happen in between. Right. So I I can look at that trailer and there's all sorts of like things that are chucking like in my head. I'm like, okay, there's the bunker, there's this, there's this, mm-hmm. there's men of letters, there's all there's all these other things that you have no idea what I'm talking about. Right. And so so it's hard, but and, like but I also started to wonder like between that and then um the there's something else. And I was like, are we fucking with Canon? I don't know. I've gotten a couple. No, they've things. made it very, they have made it very clear that they, they basically have dissected Canon okay. and everything like they're, they're shoehoring, uh, whoring, shoehoring. Shoe-whoring? I, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, well, I can relate. No, I mean, I, I often <laughs> shoehor, but yeah. I mean, uh, but shoehorning I some they, of it in, you think, yeah, to make it to make it fit what right. what becomes known, but you know I think they're introducing some fun new characters. Um, I thought and I, I also, even I saw I, I agreed with that even. I, oh God, I already forgot his name. Jesus fucking Christ! But there was like no, one Jesus that was already is not in it. Not no, there's no, no Jesus Christ. Not Jesus. Although that would be really funny if you watch the way that Supernatural goes, if Jesus Christ appeared. But um, yeah, it, so looks, it, looks, it, looks, it looks fun. It was just hard to attach to, I guess, at this point. Because I think I need the foundation. And they were, you know, adding in a bunch of humor to it, which is an interesting take, right? Because Supernatural was never, even though there was a ton of fun stuff in it, in none of the trade, like it was never promoted that way. No. You know, like that, you would never see like the funny bits of it in like a season four trailer or something, you know? Yeah, and, and it's interesting too. I mean, obviously it has to be duh, but it's it very much looks like a period piece. Um, and it has to be because obviously it takes place, you know, be- before but also this. I but, love that period. Yeah. So I think it's interesting. Yeah, I think, yeah. So I mean that's I think it's gonna have cars that appeal to me. I think yeah. it's gonna have clothes that appeal to me. <laughs> Get that, get that, get those what 60, 70s vibes, probably, right? It's all 70s vibes. And probably music that appeals to me because John really likes classic rock. So it would just be rock then. And so, like, I'm sure they'll <laughs> just be like some, some really good, like, you know, there's some potential for really good, mu- good soundtracks in that. Yeah. No, I think, like I said, I'm not, I, I, I'm just kind of in a stuck spot being where I'm at in the series where I feel like I'd have to wait to finish the, se- the series before I watch personally. But you never know. We'll see. Yep. See. All right. So yeah. this episode, uh, season four, episode 15, Ep- Death Takes a Holiday. The title comes from a 1934 movie called of the same name in which death takes on human form and falls in love, which I kind of want to see death fall in love. So, I mean, I think I want to go watch that. Uh, this originally aired on March 12th, 2009, and was directed by Steve Boyum, and we're back with him. Remember, he did Crossroad Blues, Dream a Little Dream of Me, and many others. Um, but something I did not know, which I found out as I was kind of digging through him, is that he started off as a stunt guy, huh. and um, was and a, a stunt guy and a stunt coordinator, and he was in really big movies like Apocalypse Now, Bound for Glory, Blues Brothers, like doing, either doing stunts or coordinating it so i thought that was really cool um 
And this was written by Jeremy Carver. Some fun news on him. Uh, he is an executive producer on a new HBO Max series that's based on the Dead Boy Detectives from Neil Gaiman, Sandman. And that was on the last season of Boom, Boom Control. Oh, whoa. Doom whoa. Patrol. Doom Patrol, not Boom Patrol, which would be a different movie. It's probably a porn. <laughs> Doom Patrol, I don't know that one, but I do like, I do love me some Neil Gaiman. Uh, he was in Dallas Mark last Shepard. week and I missed it. Yeah, Mark Shepard's in Doom Patrol. Uh, Jeremy Carver obviously uh, wrote. And so very similar things to here. It's weird. I can't get through the fucking thing. Okay. I've tried. And I may just jump uh, like a, a season ahead. It's really weird, but it kind of goes along with where it comes from. But yeah. anyways, I'm very excited because Neil Gaiman. Hooray. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that'll be fun. So uh, that's all our background stuff. So let's talk about. The guys leaving Bison Buds Bar, which mm-hmm. I want to go to. Same, same. Yeah, two guys leaving the bar, and um, they're talking about football and whatever. And but it's fantasy football, so. Meh. Anyways, and um, some guy asks them for change, and they're like, nah. And then the guy just pulls a fucking gun and wants to mug them. And then he, instead of waiting to get their wallets, he just shoots the guy, which is a terrible very, strategy. Very, it's a very weird crime. It's very, very like, I mean, get crime. mugging, but it's a very weird way to mug somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Like, was yeah this, anyway, was this so your he, first crime? It looks like you're not, crime. you're not very good at it. So he runs off, but you, this guy, he's Jim's well, the, fine. He's on the ground and you think he's going to die and his friend's about to start CPR, but he's not even bleeding. He's fine. So it's real weird. And they don't know how he's alive. So we cut from there right away to our Winchester brothers at a diner. And Sam has been talking to Bobby on the phone, talking about going to Grable, Wyoming. And apparently it's a small town, but nobody's died in a week and a half. Um, between and this, you know, and, and people Dean's in like, hospice. Well, that's not weird. Like, yeah, so what? Yeah. Like, people don't die every day. And he's like, no, 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 no. That's weird. This is weird. Hospice, shit. muggings, things like that. Yeah. And locals are calling it a miracle, but Sam's like assumes that it's something nasty. And um, he tells Dean to get his burger to go. But Dean hesitates. He's really like, eh. He's like, I'm also you- like, why can't this wait for me to finish my burger? Like, That's what fair. the fuck? Like, it's going to take me five minutes to finish eating this. Why do you want me to eat in the car? <laughs> it's going to be messy. And then my burger's going to be cold and the bun's going to be soggy. It's just fucking bullshit. <laughs> I want a Anyways, burger. I do too. I just had dinner too. I had a good dinner too. And now I want a burger. Oh, I'm trying very hard not to order delivery, both for my waistline and for my wallet because delivery <clears throat> is expensive. Mm-hmm. And I really want to order a burger. I want Sonic real bad. Oh, I don't want a burger from Sonic, but I want Sonic and a burger. Fuck. Anyways. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But they do have tots at Sonic. Just saying. Um, So, but so now we get coming back from the previous episode, we get Dean asking Sam, well, do you really want me to go with you? Am I just going to hold you back? Sam gets real defensive. You're like, oh, you're being a little bitch. I get it. Yeah. He's like, it was the siren. I just need you to get past it. I thought we were past this. So they're both so that they both being bitches. That's what it comes down to. Um, yeah. So we cut. They I guess they made it to Gray Bull, Wyoming, because they cut to. Um, they're speaking to. Um, uh, gosh, was it Joe? Jim. Yeah. Jim. Jim. Sorry, Jim. Who um, at his house and he's got like a small child in the background and all that. And they're basically claiming to be bloggers about religious stuff right they claim to be from floored by the lord.com don't go to that site it's infested with malware i'm just gonna tell you that right now <laughs> okay. all, dean says all god's glory fit to blog um but yeah uh, and so they're yeah, they're asking about the, they're asking about the miracle and um about about him surviving being shot in the mugging and the man's like yeah you know uh i've got a bullet in my heart but it's still pumping like a piston and, you know, um, I haven't been a great guy. I haven't been a great dad, but this is my second chance. I uh, feel like angels are watching over me and uh, this is a good thing. And Sam's like, mm, have you been to a crossroads lately? <laughs> uh, have you met anyone with black or red eyes? 
really awkward again not smooth but also this you know dean's like he had a light bulb go off so something's you know cooking in dean's head when sam well sam is just being an idiot all right so we go back to the motel mm-hmm. yeah and dean's doing some research and sam walks in and he's like yeah we've got another one um you know a guy had cancer his wife pulled the plug and now they're out for our anniversary with dinner with no signs of a deal that was taking place so um they they're through the research they figure out that 10 days ago the last death that took place in this town was cole griffith uh it's a young it's a kid and um dean's like you know maybe it could be miracles who knows but um, Sam's like, but if there's no one around to carry the souls, that means there's no Reaper. So now we got to figure out where our Reaper is. So Sam's like, we got to talk to this kid that died because maybe he knows where the fuck the Reaper is because that's the last one. So they decided to go do a uh, seance in the cemetery. Yeah, dream day. They're in the cemetery doing spells. Yeah, it's hot. <laughs> I knew. I was and- like, Liz is going to love this scene. I do. I, I'm very jealous that they got to do this. And Dean does think this job is whack. It's yeah. Whack. Well, well, and, and I kind of, I get, well, well, I get, I get his moral dilemma. He has an ethical dilemma. No, which I'm just, he there. uses the word whack. Oh, okay. That word is terrible. But yeah. like, even in the nineties, it was, it was never a good word. Whack. Should it? Never, Wig- wiggity, wiggity, it's whack. whack. It's wiggity, whack. Right. But okay. he's just like, yeah, good, good people are going to die. And, but then we get into this whole like really fun debate, which I like, cause Dean's all, you know, Hey, we're the poster boys of unnatural order. All we do is like, unnatural, yeah. Chef. that's, good. that's kind of what we do. Yeah. Cause Sam's and, like, oh, what about natural order? He's like, uh, nothing we do is natural. It's unnatural. Yeah. Well, and but then Sam's like normal rules don't apply to us, and you tell this makes Dean very, very uncomfortable because Dean just wants to be normal. He's like, "What? Yep. What? No, we're normal. This is fine." And then Sam's like, "You're not Joe the plumber." And then Dean's like, well, "He was a douche. Yeah, not wrong." But. <laughs> and then uh, so they've gone through this argument, which which is a very fair point though, is that like Dean can pretend like they're just normal guys running around saving folk. They're not, obviously. Um, so anyways, but so a man walks in walks, walks up to them in the cemetery with a flashlight because it's nighttime, of course. And he's like, This looks a lot like devil worship. And Dean's like, and Dean no. can't, he can't come up the lie. Just like, dude, I'm really goth. What the fuck? Uh, yeah, like, we're just no, doing has, a seance in a cemetery. Kids do this every day. I guarantee you, there are teenagers somewhere in a cemetery right now with the with candle candles and sage. trying to raise the fucking dead. That is happening at this moment. Well, I don't think this guy would have liked that response since he was concerned about them devil worshiping. But that's not devil over- worshiping. I'm just trying to talk to Aunt Gertrude. Fuck off. Well, so Sam's just like, yeah, I don't have anything that we're leaving. And then the guy's like, the man goes, you're not going anywhere ever again, Sam. Ooh, that's Uh-oh. terrifying. So, of course, his eyes flip white and it's Alistair in a new body. And uh, thought you got deep fried, extra crispy. And then Alistair goes, no, just a pediatrician. I was writing. His wife's still looking for him. It's hilarious. I was like, oh, that's mean. So funny. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he's going to demon fling uh, Dean into a tomb, into a tombstone, but it doesn't work with Sam. And he said, uh, because he, have you, he basically says he's been solo flexing with your little slut. And I had to look up what solo flexing was. And I was like, what the fuck is solo flexing? And then I'm like, oh, solo flex, the weight machine. This makes sense. This writing is very weird. Okay. It was a weird choice of words um yeah and so that but he is able sam flings alistair and exercises him and i wrote damn did he exercise him or did well, he just cock smoke out on his own i think he cock think smoked he, out on his he own. may have just cock smoked out on his own but i think he was freaked that he was demon flung by by, by yeah, sam by sam um but also like we've got like sam being like you had no idea I'm like, I don't like this. Oh, that's not great. All right. So we go back cocky to the Sam is, Cocky Sam's annoying. Anyways. Um, he is. Yep. So and motel. we got to get some likable Sam further on in this episode. But this Sam is not likable at all. So in the motel, Dean's icing his face because it hit the tombstone. And their new theory is that now this is demons, not miracles at work. Um, 
And um, Sam lies to Dean about what happened, though, saying that because oh, Dean was knocked out for part of this. He's like, oh, yeah, Alistair totally tried to fling me, but he failed. So he bailed. He didn't tell him what else happened. And Dean's like, uh, that's weird because he was able to fling you last time. And you can tell Dean does not believe Sam at all. So now he knows that Sam is lying to him again more. Yep. But- and Sam just keeps on lying. And then Dean says what we all think. Oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we get that Sam has not didn't get to communicate with the dead kid, but he did talk to Bobby. So Bobby thinks that Sam is right. He thinks that there's something up with the local Reaper. And now the new theory is that the local Reaper has been kidnapped by demons. Do you realize oh. how stupid that sounds when you say that out loud? Yes. <laughs> yes. Dude, so, that, just like that sentence itself. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. It's a lot. Okay. So the local the local Reaper has been kidnapped. By a and now, yeah. And, and, and because so, in an obscure arcane version of Revelations, if you kill a Reaper under the blood moon, it breaks a seal. Uh, yeah. Under the solstice moon. Solstice we moon, did just have, me. yeah, oh, we did just, we just have a blood, blood moon, moon and it was awesome. It was so good. And then somebody took the Bauhaus uh, poster because they played underneath the blood moon and it was really good anyways. All right. So blood moons. So how do you kill a reaper? How? I'm asking you, Diana, how do you I kill don't know. a reaper? How do you, you kill a know? reaper? I don't know. I don't know. Um, so they're like, where are the angels? Are the angels know? And they're like, well, I have an idea. Do, do, do. Mm. The idea has light bulb has gone off. And who do they call? Our favorite, favorite Pamela. bad bitch, Pamela. And she's she shows up to help. Yeah, she's coming she's, to help them become ghosts. And she pissed, by the way. She is not helping them like with a lot of like, yeah, guys, I'm so glad to help. She's like, fuck all y'all. I don't even know why I'm fucking helping you. This is stupid. Yeah, she thinks they're stupid. Oh, and yeah, and so Sam calls her for a sight for sore eyes. And my goddess asks oh. him, like, why are you like, what do you say to deaf people, asshole? And I'm like, fuck mm-hmm. yeah, Pamela, tell him. And so now we figure out they're going to astral project, right? Yeah. So let's mm-hmm. talk about astral projection. <laughs> All right. And more importantly, Kind of what it sounds are about to do here. And let's talk about astral attacks. What? Do, do, do. Astral attacks. That sounds like a band, like an EDM band, maybe. Um, anyways, so astral attacks. Oops, 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 oops. All right. So, according to Solancha.com, your astral body is what is responsible for human activity while you sleep. So while you sleep, your astral body is joining the astral plane. And according to them, astral attacks occur while sleeping caused by astral entities and astral bodies of other people. For example, if a person experiences negative emotions towards you in real life, it is likely that his or her astral body makes astral attacks on you at night. What? But, but, But if you don't astral project, you can't get attacked then, right? I mean, no, you're just sleeping and then you're automatically kind of astral rejecting because you're like in your astral body. Because everybody right? you're does. Sleeping. Uh, yeah. So, so while you're sleeping. Yeah. So now I used to like, listen to a lot of Art Bell, by the way. So I've heard a lot about astral projection. Oh, uh, I'm, yeah, Art <laughs> Bell had a lot of things. All right. So, and we got to watch out for it, right? So there's some common signs that you're being astrally attacked. All right. So if you sleep really heavy, if you have high blood pressure or an accelerated heart rate, if you have a negative premonition before you go to sleep, if you feel fear, bewildered, or angry, so if you have emotions, if you wake up sweaty, <laughs> like check, if you wake up exhausted, check, hey. if you wake up with a higher temperature, that is also, those are all signs of being actually attacked. All right, so I have a couple of, couple of quiz Somebody, questions. Somebody's after me right now, apparently. <laughs> I think so. God so damn. we're, we're going we're gonna to have some questions that will help you navigate this difficult, whoever is actually attacking Diana, and I bet I know who it is. All right, <gasps> so number one, 
which of the following at the head of your bed will make it impossible for quote unquote night demons to stay in your bedroom? Is it A, a crucifix? B, a pair of shoes placed pointed towards the door. C, a bowl of water with eucalyptus or peptamate oil. Or D, a poster of Corey Feldman circa 1985. I'm, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, at least it's not, you know. It's not Corey Haim. No, well, it's not no, Feldman no, in 2015. But anyways, well, so. Feldman in 2022 with his revolutionary, oh, like his, know, re- his new rap is so good because oh. he's old school. Yo, yo, if you haven't watched Corey Feldman's new rap, stop. I, I go watch I, it now. I, I would back. say, my, you know, my instinct is the crucifix or the bowl of lemon with eucalyptus. Those are my two I'd be torn between or combination. Uh, it would be the water. So the eucalyptus or peppermint oil. Okay. Um, they night demons can't stand minty smell or something. I don't know. Um, so because they're just like mm, freshness must fresh. leave. This smells fresh. I can't handle <laughs> that. Fresh. I don't like that. All right. So which of the following could cause astral attacks to occur? Is it a lighting a candle thirty minutes before bed? B burning incense. C having a one night stand. Or D, making sure your bedroom is nice and tidy. Hmm. Candle? Oh, of course it's being slutty. It's always being, they, people hate sluts. All right. So more specifically, <laughs> one night stands. Uh, it's inviting strangers into your bedroom so that can bring bad energy and so just fuck them in the living room. Just don't bring them in the bedroom. You fuck it's them in the living room place and then anyways. push them out the door. Yep. Yep. They don't need to be in your safe space. Um, but also a dirty, untidy bedroom with unpleasant odors is a very harmonious environment for the stay of negative astral creatures. But you can just balance it out with some fucking eucalyptus oil. You're good. Yeah. So if you just like spray some oil on like, you know, your filthy sheets, you're cool. Is this just right, like you can tell kids? You can, just tell, you can just tell kids to like, you know, make sure your room doesn't smell bad. Pick up and don't like have strangers in your bedroom and you won't get attacked by demons yeah. in your sleep. I'm pretty demons, sure like a lot of 15 year old Catholic girls have been told all this like at one time. <laughs> yeah. This all sounds like something they were told. All right. Number three, which of these is not a type of astral attacks? Is it a astral suffocation B astral pressure C astral injection or D astral infection? I'm terrified by the last two at all that those words were put together. So either one of those are, it sounds terrible. Have to be not for real. The one that is not is the astral infection. An astral injection is what you feel like a sharp pain, and but you can also feel this while you're awake. So if you ever feel like a little micro shock and then you feel a sharp joint like pain, then someone's trying to astral inject you. <laughs> <laughs> with what i don't know but just like saying i'm gonna astral, astral inject um but also a uh astral pressure attack is when you're in a dream and you're flung against a wall so it's a demon fling oh, it's a demon fling okay it's a demon fling all right we got two more all right number four which of these are not a goal of an astral attack is it a Stealing your energy, B, turning you into a slacker, C, making you feel comforted, or D, making you feel scared. Uh, I'd go with making you feel comforted. That's correct, because actual attacks want to fuck with you. Army, they want to yeah. inject you. Yeah. Cool. And or our last, you. our last question. Yeah, or fling you. So our last question, what type of time of day or night are astral attacks likely to happen? I mean, late at night. And like in the choices, you you have 24 choices. I was going to say like around like 3 a.m. Yep. 3 to 4 a.m. or 5 to 6 a.m. for some reason. Um, but yeah, all shit always happens between 3 and 4 a.m. We all know this. Yeah. So that's, that's why the bars close at 2 so you can go home and go to bed. <laughs> and go to bed and, and get injected by it. By I'm just going to say I'm very relieved <laughs> that an astral infection is not is not the thing because that sounds very upsetting. <laughs> sounds like it oozes. Oh. 
astral infection from my astral injection. Oh, all right. So our bitch, bitch ass goddess Pamela is just pretty much like, you're fucking crazy. You want to rip your souls out of your body and just go strolling through the spirit world. And you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Yep. And then she makes a really great (laughs) reference. Uh, She basically like, I'm tired of your angel demon. So greaser crap. Mm-hmm. And so once again, we have an outsider's reference. Um, mm-hmm. I guess it was just on everybody's mind this year, that year. I guess, man, or somebody's just a big fan. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and Dean's like, I'd rather be having a cold one watching Judge Judy too. And she's like, ouch, more blind jokes. Oh, he's like, come oh, on. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. You know, that's not what I mean. And I was like, that's kind of a, a punch, but, she, but he's like, look, you know, we're we're talking about the end of the world because this is one of the seals and that means no more tasseled leather pants no more ramon cds nothing i was trying to picture what tasseled leather pants are what are tasseled leather pants i think she just means like leather pants with fringe on them i think that's what he meant i don't know i'm just i was just like what rocker wears that because i was like pamela wouldn't wear french pants don't don't say that of a you should wear leather pants for sure, yeah. but would they have fringe on them? Probably not. But if they did, she'd look awesome. Yeah. Anyway, so they're like, we got to have some mood light. Yeah. Sexy time. Some time and, for some astral injection. And she's like, how are you going to save the Reaper, Dean? With style and class. Oh, my God. Don't fear the Reaper. Useless. So uh, she's like... Um, you know, y'all are going to be like fog and you really don't ghosts have more sh- like ability to do things. So they have time to practice. And he's like, well, we'll just have to cram and figure it out. So yeah, they lay well, down. We can say, but Sam's like, I think it's a really good point though. Sam's just like ghosts beat us up all the time. Right. Yeah. And I think we have some weird ghost mythology that's going to start coming in and out of this. Like maybe kind of question like how they, they do this, but, uh, but so I think that's a really good point. Like why, do, like why, can, why are we going to be fog if ghosts are always punching us? Right. So when they lay down, Pamela says, Adamant Volt, did you, fuck it's Latin. Anyways, um, it's Google translates it to, he wants the mind to be deceived. Therefore his, he is deceived. You want, you want, you want, which I think is the play on another Latin phrase, mundus volt, whatever Latin. And that one means uh, the world wants to be deceived. So let it be deceived. So I think that's where they got it from. But I couldn't find any other spells that that would be in. But who knows? Creepy. Yep. Yeah. But she says it so good. She does. She does do it well. So, um, so they lay down and she sends showtime and she's doing her chant. And then Dean sits up and he's like, doesn't think it worked, but the coloring in the background of the room is different as we notice it as the viewer and Pamela doesn't react to him sitting up. So we know that it worked and, um, Dean sits up and they look back at their bodies still laying in the beds. Yeah. Crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and Pamela assumes that it works at this point as well. So she has the way that the incantation that she has to use to bring them back. And she whispers it into Sam's ear and he chuckles, but we don't know what it is. No, if you turn it up really loud, you can hear it. So what she says is you have got a great ass. (laughs) I mean, she's told him that before. So it's fair. Yeah. It's not wrong. But I also wondered, like, does that mean, is that what he has to say to her when he, if he wants to wake up? So basically he's telling her that she has a great ass. I don't know. Maybe so. Uh, yeah. right, so. So we're going to go to some fun times. I think a ghost oh. is fun. Yeah. So they're walking down the street. A jogger runs straight through them uh, and they kind of freak out about it. So Dean decides to put his arm, arm through Sam's torso and it makes Sam very uncomfortable. <laughs> Sam says, get out of me. <laughs> and Dean calls him prude, which is dirty and creepy. Yeah, and I, I, I also, I, yeah, that was a great line delivery there. And this is yeah. where I'm starting to be like, this is the Sam I like. Mm-hmm. And I figured like out kind of halfway through, I think it's just because he's in a hoodie. I don't know. There's just something about <laughs> this Sam when he's not demon flinging or other things that is so much more likable. I'm like, oh yeah, I want to hang out with this guy. Um, so yeah, get out of me is the Sam I want to be with, I guess. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently they've been they walk around town looking for hours, no signs of demons or black smoke. And Dean makes a gross comment about wanting to go to a creep in a Victoria's Secret. Oh, God damn it. Dean. <sighs> yeah. Anyways, but 
at this point, they see a kid watching them from a window and they realize that it's Cole Griffith, the kid that died. And they're like, oh, shit, he's still in the house. And we cut to Cole's bedroom and his mother walks in. It's kind of this part, this aspect of the, I mean, not the, there's this episode is multifaceted. It's interesting, but there's a lot, there's a sad, a very sad layer to this whole episode. Um, yeah. And this mom is in Cole's room. She's calling to him saying, dad thinks that her, you know, his dad thinks that she's crazy because every time I like a picture frame fell and it makes me think that you're still here. And then a soccer ball on the dresser starts spinning and then it flies across the room and she runs out. Yeah. I mean, I would too. At that point, I'm like, uh-uh, shit, no, too much. Yeah. But she runs right through Sam and Dean. Mm-hmm. As they walk in the room and they see Cole, like we see as the, and as the viewer, we get to see that too. It was a good transition on that. Uh, and he's chunking balls at him. <laughs> <laughs> and Dean's like, mostly just like, how are you doing that? But um, Sam tries to give Cole the speech that like, well, you're dead. And Cole's like, yeah, I know Haley Joe. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but he's also like, how do you know my name? Like, who the fuck are you? Why are you in my house? What are you doing? And they get downstairs. This is sad. Mom's just like pouring herself vodka. Yeah. And apparently the story is that Cole had just like a really fast asthma attack. And and that's just all there was to it. That's sad. Very sad. Um, And uh, when, but when he, um, when he passed, he saw a creepy old guy <laughs> and that wanted him to go with him, but he didn't want to go. So we know yeah, Cole fair. saw the Reaper, but it was like, no, I don't want to go there. Um, creepy old guy comes up to me and says, come with me. I'll be like, nah, nah. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. You don't look then, like you're taking me to a good place. <laughs> this, this does not seem promising. Um, but then the room, apparently, then they were surrounded by black smoke and it got rid of him. The, and while well, Cole hid in the closet. But yep. then he, he knows where it is. He knows where the Reaper is. So uh, then all of a sudden, ba, ba, ba. the lights flicker and Cole says, they're back. Dean's like, who? And Cole like, just flickers out and disappears. He blinks uh, but we see something fly through the front door. And then a woman walks down the stairs and she recognizes Dean. And do we recognize her? What? And Dean's like, who the fuck are you? And she's like, well, let me remind you. And she's like, bam, and she kisses him. And mm-hmm. I did not know that's how you cured amnesia, but cool. I will kiss Jensen Ackles every time I forget something. And now he remembers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Tessa, the Reaper, a Reaper that he met in an earlier episode. And um, he explains, um, he tries to tell her why she shouldn't take the kid. She doesn't really care. She's like, uh, no, this town's off the rails. I got to fix it. So Dean's like, look, this is special circumstances. She's like, I'm not getting a mix on your angel demon shit, but I'll wait while you try to figure it out. Yeah. So basically she's like, I don't give a fuck. I have a job to do. I'm a badass bitch and I know my responsibilities. Stop fucking Mm -hmm. with my job. And they're like, they're special. And she's like, look, fine. But when this happens, I'm going to set my expectations for my project. Yeah. I have to, like, I will be reaping this child <laughs> as soon as I return. This deadline is solid and we're not going to fuck around. This just will have to be done. Do you understand, you little bitch? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. I'm projecting mm-hmm. again. But, um, but then Sam is talking to Cole and he lies to Cole and says, look, you can, if you help me, then the Reaper won't get you. You can stay here. Fucking liar, man! Like you're just lying to everybody, and I don't. Yeah, he's being really liry, and and you don't need to lie to this child. Like I really don't. He's like, I'll just say whatever I want. He was like, like I'm pretty sure, as we'll find out later, that if you just talk to the kid, like, hey, yeah, it's gonna suck, but we got shit to do. World's ending. Like I get it. You're sad. He's like, okay. So, and we cut back to Tessa, and she's telling Dean how he's the one that got away, and then he's talking, and that how like. I don't know. He felt like he was He's got missing a hole something. In it. <laughs> and like, it is her. <laughs> it was the pain of Luke losing father and Sam, but he wishes he had gone with her because things are but things are different now. And anyways, it's just a really weird yeah, interaction. Well, and I, this I really honestly don't understand what he's trying to say here because he's like, okay, he's like first. Uh, He's I feel like I have this hole and I wanted to go with you. Like I, I wanted to die. 
And then he was like, but then things changed. And he's like, I got the second, and this is obviously going to play into later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she says, you know, he's like, I did really bad things. And I think he's talking about not just his how, but also time before. And yeah. then he's like, I got a second chance. And so like, now I have purpose. And we just like, he can't express it. Yeah. But that's what he's feeling, you know, He's feeling hope and he's feeling something good, which is why things later get kind of weird. All right. So uh, Sam and Cole interrupt them. Yeah. And Cole's like, yeah, I totally saw the black smoke. It's at the funeral home. That's where we need to go. But then the lights flicker again. And this time Tessa didn't do it. Black smoke bursts into the house, swirls, and Tessa disappears. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we don't really know how to fight that, but we better learn by tonight. And they've got and there's a Mr. Miyagi joke. Yeah, which, which is funny, but I think about well, it's funny. It's funny right now, especially because I just want to like point out like when this episode aired, obviously Karate Kid was still a thing, but not in the way like Cobra Kai, like it's brought it back. So it's, it's like those kind of references are kind of interesting right now. It's funny seeing them now yeah. and thinking like, oh, 15 years ago when this episode came out, it would be like, man, whatever. Well, or well I mean, Cole, I mean, Cole made the joke. I don't Well, He's like, I don't know who Mr. Miyagi is. But now uh, but- a kid that age would because of Cobra Kai. Would they? I don't know. Anyway, so I feel that we lost prime, prime time for a trading montage right here. This would have been much better if I, the tiger, had been playing in the background while they were learning to spend windmills. And apparently it's really hard. And as you try and do it, you look like you want to take a poop. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, and then Cole punches the brothers a bunch. But says basically to, to be successful in hitting something, you just have to get mad. Yep. And he does bitch slap Dean. And it was very satisfying. <laughs> very <laughs> I, I like that. And he just yep. kind of like fucks around with them. And is like, so it's a, it's a good, it's a good ghost move time yeah. that they're learning things. Yep. And so that night the brothers go to the funeral home and it's covered in like these glowing, um, sigils markings sigils that's what i wrote and i was like it's not the right word sigils yeah Yeah, but i mean just in general it's just they're they're words they're things and god man that would be so cool like this is why ghost stuff is cool right because you all for me like wouldn't it be great if there really was that extra dimension that you could see like things that nobody else could it was like that's so cool like this building looks all like dark and shady but it's just a funeral home. I guess your funeral homes are dark and shady. Anyway, so oh, I wish I mean, that was real. I like the, I like the demon invisible ink. It's like, ooh, that's yeah. Fun. yeah. And of course, inside Tessa and a man being assumed to be the other Reaper are on the floor unconscious somehow. And there's more sigils on the floor. Uh, like some looks like a circle, you know, kind of sort of trapping them. And there's a man yeah, in the room. It's very solid. It's very Kia Solomon like, but it different yeah. kind of things. And there's different Enochian symbols in it. And there's a guy guarding them. And then mm-hmm. Dean pretty much says, "Hold my beer." And yeah. I love this. I like. I like this first part. I thought it was really great because they just had. They just look like they're having fun beating the shit out of this guy. Yeah, they just keep popping in and out of vis- visibility and hitting them. That's pretty funny. Uh, so they beat him up, but then while they're doing that, another guy runs into the room with a big iron chain blocking them into one side. Of Oops. It. it was a trap. It's a trap. It is. And another demon walks in and it's Alistair and he's got a new body and a shotgun. He got a new body. He's got some pretty, pretty sexy SM voices going on here. And he's like, boys, find the place. Okay. Like, you're so cocky. Love it. Uh, shoot demon that rock salt. Yeah. So he does. He challenges Sam to use his mojo. And it's, it makes a comment about being able to get it up when you're not wearing your no, meat. No, no. It, it's very, very dirty. It's like, it's hard it to is. get That's it why up I even, when I you're not wearing it. your meat. I know. I didn't say it that way. It made me uncomfortable. Oh, I can say it that. Well, wow. go on. Come on, hot stuff. Why don't you try some of your mojo on me now? so hard to get it up when you're not wearing your meat huh oh i'm gonna play you're just gonna wake up and instead of, there's a bit of voicemail instead <laughs> of it the person asking you if you believe in ghosts it's gonna be me being like creepy about that you're not wearing your meat? Oh. it's just a weird, weird things about meat that's it just like oh. weird sexy <sighs> uh, it's what he also calls earth an arctic crap <laughs> he does yeah 
This is where the Which I guess, relatively is speaking, better. yeah, relatively speaking, <laughs> I mean, compared hell. to hell, it would be pretty cold, I guess. Look, well, and also it's covered in shit. Like that's all we do. That's all creatures do is poop. So this entire planet is just covered. Is just a crap hole. <gasps> awesome. I, I love Earth. And then he even monologues some more, right? Yeah. But apparently they have to kill death twice to break the seal instead of once. And that's why they need two of the Reapers. Yeah. And then we should stop taunting people because when you taunt people, things don't go great. And Dean's like, yeah, you can't kill us. And he's like, oh, yeah, watch, watch this. this. And then we cut to fucking Pamela by herself what? with their unconscious bodies in the motel room locking a door as she hears a noise and then you see the windows open why why was this door not locked why was that window not closed what the fuck why weren't you protecting Pamela? why is she not armed i'm just saying so <gasps> now alistair has a scythe uh, a scythe and dean makes a joke about the how i it is um but him, I thought it was kind of cool. Alistair is talking about how he got it from a friend. He doesn't really ride a pale horse, but he does have three amigos. Sarah hinting that the apocalypse is coming and that death, death rides. And he doesn't have a pale horse, but he's got the he, death is real and he's got, you know, his, his three. Yep. And so he starts, he picks up the first Reaper and he starts speaking in Latin. And this is what Google translated that to. And to be fair, I could have gone further and it probably means something else, but I like the version that Google gave me. And it translated to this blood mower, like M-O-W-E-R, like a, like a mower. Um, Mm -hmm. That seal, which binds the Reverend Lucifer open so that he may rise again. Um, So, but blood mower. Which I'm guessing is like a, a knife or a scythe or something that's supposed to like, but well, I mean, like I'm you would use a scythe like, to like cut grain and a mower would like cut grass. So, I mean, like conceptually, right? Right. So, but like, is blood coming out of the mower or does it cut blood? Mm. I, I don't know. know. Is this a, a John Deere? Let me know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so he kills the Reaper. Yeah, the old man Reaper. Um, and he is going over to Tessa and picks up by her hair and starts chanting with her. But right as that's happening, we cut back to Pamela and motherfucker. She knows someone is there and this guy is in the room and she tries to start calling Sam and Dean back because she knows someone's there, but then he attacks her. <sighs> but right then, as Alistair is almost done with his spell um, on um, to kill Tessa, the chandelier falls it breaks the the lines and tessa's so able the, to the chandelier out. falls because dean and sam they, they use it with out. their brain yeah they, they yeah, broke with it their, with their poopy brain yeah they're just like they're with their Arr! ghost ghost creepy ghosty brains and and that and then, and then she, yeah <laughs> and then they had to change their underwear uh, yeah. <laughs> uh but tessa's flickers out and is able to move the iron chain so they can get out get so they can escape because she can touch the iron chain she's not a ghost and so they all flicker to outside um but sam's not there it's just sam, and yeah. Tessa. yeah just the two of them we cut back to the fucking motel and so mad Ugh. So and she's Pam fighting is, like a badass. She can't see, and she's still like beating the shit out of this fucking asshole demon. And she's yeah. tra- while she's trying to like wake Sam up, go back. And Sam wakes up, um, but right as he, right as she gets stabbed in the gut, real bad. Asshole stabbed my Pamela in the gut. Mm-hmm. Not okay. And I got and I got, and I got stabbed. Not good. Real bad. I mean, not that any stabs stabs good, not good. But it's real bad. But it also, it smells like your intestines are out, like they're just drooping everywhere. It's just not a pleasant odor. And so Sam then also just like he's like, "Well, I'm just gonna poop this steam into hell." So he poops into hell. Yeah. And then, but she also laughs because she's like, "I can't die in this town. Like literally, you can't die. No one's dying in the town." So as she's sitting there, her wound, she's not bleeding. It's just sealed up. She's just sitting there. But yeah. So. She insists that Sam make her a fucking drink. Which is Yeah, because she's a badass. So we get um, we cut back and uh, Dean gets kind of cornered by Alistair and Alistair's like, "Uh, you can't hide inside that angsty little noggin. But then all of a sudden, Alistair gets struck by lightning. (laughs) Like, Alistair's gone. I'm like, well, okay. Uh, And Castiel's there. 
So he's like, yay. This, yay, this was a victory. You stopped to steal. Hooray. And he's <laughs> like, like, the fuck? You were here the whole time? And he's like, oh, yeah, that was totally us. Um, you know, we can't get through that script on the funeral home because it's angel proof. So we uh, we called we called Sam and pretended to be Bobby. <gasps> like, that's rude. It is rude. And then they had to have pretended to be Bobby twice, at least. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if they were just hijacking Bobby's phone lines. And then I also decided that I really want to see uh, Misha Collins do a Jim Beaver impression. So mm. I spent a lot of time today watching panels trying to find because somebody had to have asked him this at some point and I have not found it yet. So if maybe you not know, we'll have to file that away. Yeah. If you know of a time where Misha Collins did a Jim Beaver impression as Bobby or just a Jim Beaver impression overall, please yeah. let us know so I can find it. Thank you. Yeah. But Dean's like, why the fuck didn't you just ask us? He's like, yeah, whenever we ask you to do something, you do the opposite. And I'm like, okay, fair, fair, fair. fair. So um, Dean's like, but does that mean people are going to start dying again? And wants an exception for good people since he got an exception for him. And then Castle says, you're different and disappears. I mean, it is natural order, right? All these people were supposed to die. Yeah. And Dean, you're not normal. You're different. So Tessa needs Dean's help so that we go back to Cole's house. And you see the mother is sitting at the dining room table, flipping through a photo album, just crying. And it's just a very sad scene. Yeah. And the way the kid is looking at her, though, like he's just itching to be a vengeful spirit. Like I can oh, just yeah. tell, like, oh, like you want to grow up, you want to haunt this house. That is clearly your goal. You want to be a mm-hmm. scary little Victorian ghost child. Like, yeah. and I don't know how you're going to become Victorian, but you will somehow, yeah. like, those clothes somehow. will just appear on you. <laughs> and you'll be a little scary. Your, ghost your, pants child. Will, your pants will get shorter. You will develop a big neck floof. You get a little jaunty cap. It just appears. It just appears. That is the natural evolution of ghost children. (laughs) Yeah. Duh. That's why Uh, they all look Victorian. Now we know. Yeah. So Cole's pissed that Tessa's back, though. He's like, "Mm, no, my mom's sad. You said I could stay. This is bullshit. Why is she here? And she's like, look, I your mom senses you. And so neither of you are letting go because of this. I'm like, oh, that's really sad. And he's like, but what's on the other side? And she's like, makes kind of like a thing about how it'll ruin the surprise. But basically, they, they, no one can tell you until it, you just go. And um, look, uh, Dean tries to explain, look, like she, you know, Tessa's not going to tell you. It's just part of it. But staying is worse than anything over there could be because someday you'll you'll be here. If you just stay here, someday your entire family will be gone and you'll be still stuck. But everybody's, it's okay to be scared because everybody's scared. I'm like, oh. Dean gave a really good little speech, this kid. Well, and I think it's also just a very, you know, character in depth too, for Honest. him to be like, mm-hmm. I, I'm scared. Like I'm scared to die. And yeah. oh, I'm sorry that I just burped into this microphone. <laughs> but <laughs> it happens. Sometimes sometimes we're all scared to die. Yeah. Um, and um, so we Cole hugs Tessa and they and they go away and you kind of see like it's almost like a little weight lifted off mom she like looks up she could tell something changed uh, so Tessa tells before after Cole's gone um, Tessa tells Dean that he needs to stop lying to himself <laughs> don't believe that the angels gave you a second chance trust your instincts because something nasty is coming down the road and there's no such thing as miracles like well that's Whoa. fucking dark holy yeah. shit but I was like, you're like a little Wednesday Adams. I love you. Uh, <laughs> but it's just like, they're just like, nope. And like, she sounds like me, but everyone's like, oh, this is great. COVID's passing. I'm like, nope, shit gonna get worse. I'm like, monkey pox, motherfuckers. Monkey pox. Told you, shit gonna get worse. Nothing good is gonna happen ever. There's no such thing as miracles. Fuck off. Yeah. All right. So, all right. So Pam, Pam's able to call Dean back to his body. And, um, t- but at this point, Tessa started reaping again. So now Pam is bleeding out. Mm-hmm. This is not good. And she is pissed about it. She says, tell that bastard Bobby Singer to go to hell forever introducing me to the two of you in the first place. Uh, what a great exit line and what honestly i think bobby would love to hear that from family because it sounds like because he didn't know he'd laugh which is why she said it because 
She's a goddamn goddess. And the Dean's like, you're going to a better place. And she's like, you're lying, motherfucker. And which is great because we just had this conversation, right? Where it's just like, we're always, humans are always lying at this moment. Mm-hmm. And then she whispers in Sam's ear. Mm-hmm. Says, I know what you did to that demon, Sam. I can feel what's inside of you. You think you have good intentions. Think again. What the fuck does that mean? This is some dark shit to end this episode. Fucking Tessa and fucking Pamela dropping the heavy on our brothers as this episode is winding up. And it was already like, it was like it, they did the episode in like a fun ish way. I mean, as much as you can for some dark shit. But like, if you think about it, like this poor little dead kid that died of an asthma attack and his fucking depressed ass mom. And like, this is dark and sad. Yeah. And as much as I want to feel what's inside of Jared Padalecki, I do <laughs> want to know what's inside of Sam. And like, so she's like, if you think you, and I also just don't understand this line. Cause she said, mm-hmm. if you think you have good intentions, think again. And so his intentions then like it's not just that he's ignoring it it's that this is coming from a bad place like you are praying and i guess she's saying you're praying on darkness i think that's what this implies but it's a weird sentence well also i don't want to feel what that is also i can feel what's inside of you is also a weird sentence um Mm -hmm. but i guess she means a demon blood but and then oh go ahead and then she dies. Yeah, she's dead. So Pam's dead. And that's bullshit. And I don't like it. Not like it. Avenger. Avenge Pamela. So on that note, we've got some really fun casting notes in this episode. Oh, I really also episode then, <laughs> we're done. Oh, we're, yeah. You want to finish the episode? And then uh, and then Dean asks uh, Sam what, she, what she told him. And Sam still doesn't say anything. No, because Sam's keeping secrets. Duh. Because he that's is. Jerk. Yeah. So um no, it's a fun casting notes. I didn't want to like kill the the vibe of the flow to to hit them. So I want to come back and do those uh for you guys. So um Cole Griffith is played by Alexander Gold, uh better known as for me at least as the voice of Nemo in Finding Nemo. Yeah, I know that one offhand. And uh if you watched Weeds, which I really enjoyed, he was Shane Botwin, one of the one of her sons on weeds yeah he was on that for quite a while and oh, yeah. he has a net worth of 4.8 million dollars right now is that from other things i'm guessing it's a nemo money i'm guessing <laughs> that's gotta money. be nemo money yeah because there's well, video I mean, games the- and multiple episodes multiple movies and all that yeah that's some nemo well money. no he stopped working many years ago he just stopped working to go to college uh he's married to another actor but she's got like two credits and then i just went down his instagram and yeah, you look at douchebag Alexander. Uh, womp womp. Uh, on his on his Instagram, it says he is an actor, programmer, crypto investor. Yikes. Well, all right. Uh, so Tessa, uh, we've always uh, Lindsay McKeon. We, we actually have seen her before, so we know she's been supernatural before. Uh, and then we hit on to the groundskeeper when Alistair was was possessing him, and that's Andrew Wheeler. He's been in episodes of Supergirl, Riverdale, iZombie, Zombie, Lucifer, and many more. But some shows that we watch. And then uh, he was actually also the Mayflower Ring Steward in Best in Show, which is an awesome credit to have. And then. Um, Oh, who else? The uh, our shooter, the mugger from the very beginning of the episode, was played by Gabriel Carter, who has also played a very similar role in Twilight Breaking Dawn. One, he was quote unquote unsavory man, which is quite a <laughs> quite a role. That is quite but, a title. But most importantly for this episode, who we see now as the vessel of Alistair, as Christopher Heyerdahl. And you probably have seen him in something at this point in time. Um, he's uh, Captain Locke on Peacemaker, uh, Sam and Van Helsing. He's been in episodes of Midnight TX, uh, The New MacGyver, uh, Cooper Barrett's Guide to Surviving Life, um, Arrow, and many more. He plays Ezekiel in Pee Wee's Big Holiday. He's Marcus in the Twilight series of the Volturi, Dieter Brown in True Blood, and the Swede in Hell on Wheels, which is a show that I fucking love. It's not usually my jam, but it was I was really into that series. So, yeah, it's been a lot Very of cool. stuff. Here we go. 
we've already talked about Pamela before, so that's why I didn't, you know, that we've covered. Yeah, Thunderbird. yeah, that's fine. That's a lot. And we can talk about Thunderbird more. I don't care. I can talk I, about you're not mad. all day. You're not. You're never mad to talk about Thunderbird. Someday we will me- we'll meet and we'll go at a trapeze together. There you and go. And we'll be best friends just being like, la, la, la. And probably like fighting the patriarchy together or something. I feel like that's something that's, Thunderbird that and I would do. do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I don't know. I just have a feeling. She probably, I mean, everyone hates the patriarchy. So I'm, I'm assuming she'll want to <laughs> smash it with me. Yeah. All right. Except, yeah. Let's say overall. All right. There we go. Yeah. The overall, this episode, uh, so, you know, had some surprising moments in it. You know, I think that, like you said, the kind of ending on those two, like dark, like, yeah, dark real bombs. dark, like secret bombs. Like it was kind of like a wait, what? Wait, what? Yeah. So you said what? No. Yeah. Very um, odd. But I think. I think there was a really nice balance of humor and uh, just drama in this. I like, although, like I said, if they just had a training montage, it would have been so much better. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. What did you think? No, I thought it was, I, I enjoyed the episode overall. I thought it was a really, I, I enjoyed the premise. Um, I'm not, and I know, like, I'm always asked, asshole. Like, I didn't want them to kill off that character. I'm pissed they killed Pam, though. I don't like it. They didn't have to kill her. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like that. I, don't, and then, I am not a fan. No, and then I also my my other thing is they kind of dropped two bomb mini bombs at the end of this, like real secretive ones, and I just don't really think that that's satisfying to the viewer in the story following. I kind of feel like yeah, the sand I, bombs not new, like that has no, been said no. I think a few times. So that one's not new. That's just reiterating that we still don't know what the answer to the secret is, right? It's just a lot so of like ne- dragging that shit out on those. Like, but somebody else knows, so she knows too now. But we still don't know. Yeah. Like, it's like, come on, give us a nugget of something. That's me. That's, That's really what, what you think. I want yeah. a nugget. I want a tasty <laughs> nugget. Give me my nug. All right. So, <gasps> so I'm gonna give Diana her nuggets. Oh, I, I want nuggets. I was. I thought really you want a burger. Dinner. What happened? You think that dinner. when I order a burger, I don't also order nuggets? <laughs> well, I'm just saying dinner. Dinner planning. Courtesy of supernatural. If bringing, if somebody is bringing me food. Damn well, they're bringing me a burger and fucking nuggets. <gasps> anyways, oh. all right. Well, that's that's enough. All right. Cheers, jerk. <laughs> cheers, bitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studios Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter, Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us, Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share it with all your friends. We're available at all your major podcast listening devices, or you can always find us at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Thanks. Devil's Trap Podcast is a Don't Be a Dick production. Meow. Intro music, arrangement and performance by Dave Cox. Piano arrangement and performance by Bobby Roscoe. Meow.